this week on Nintendo Main. We got two different DLCs and two different games. And I've been watching my calories, so I'm playing the Game Boy Light. Welcome to Nintendo Main. This is episode 78. We are your hosts. I'm Trey, new shot meter Johnson. And I'm Jeremy, <laughs> a former virtual console Mikowski. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that uh, something that the president said? That the Super NES Classic is a form of DLC? Or <laughs> a form of uh, virtual console? It wasn't the president. It was uh, a dude named Satoshi Yamato. I'm not exactly sure what his position is, but he said it during a shareholder meeting. Oh, okay. To appease the shareholders, there is Virtual Console. It's it's the SNES Classic. Yep, that was that happened, which is kind of like a fuck you to the regular Virtual Console, or I don't know, I don't know what they were saying there. I mean, I guess he is kind of correct on that that it is sort of a Virtual Console. I mean, it's not wrong, yeah. but does it allude to anything else? That's the real question. Yeah, does it mean there'll be another one or not? I don't know. Or does it mean there's no SNES games on the Switch because yeah, they're on the separate console they're selling yeah i don't know we'll have to see and there's still there's still in no sorts of uh pre-orders and there probably never will be i'm wringing my hands and worry about it all for the super nes classic but you know that's what happens but we're here to uh we're here to bring you all the news of nintendo and all that fun stuff like we normally do um since we're already talking news why don't we just uh continue on down the line of shit that happened since we talked last week i know uh there's no game overs in super mario odyssey Yes, people have right. been talking about that, which I don't think that's really that big of a deal. I mean, I think it was sort of implied they were going that direction when you found out that lives were based around the money you have. Yeah. Like you just lose money when you die. So they're already taking away the one-up mushrooms in that case. Like Maybe not, but I mean, the money is directly controlling how long you live. Yeah, I guess they're I guess they're uh, taking more stuff from Dragon Quest there then. That's what happens in those games. Whenever you die, you lose money. You lose half of the money that you have. Oh, shit. Instead of, of like, your, having... Of, yeah. like, the total amount of money you have? Yeah. So it can, it can kind of screw you over if you're trying to save money to buy equipment and stuff like that. Well, if you're grinding, especially. Yeah. But if you... uh, it's it, I mean, it is, like, kind of nice, too, because, you know, a lot of other games, when you die, you go straight to the main screen and you have to start over again. At least in Dragon Quest, you come back to life, but you have half your money. And then you have to spend money to resurrect, resurrect your characters if you don't have any sort of life spell or anything like that. It can really run run you out of money. But all the, the last few Mario games, I mean, the Galaxy games and even back to Sunshine, they, even if you lost all your lives, you went back to the hub, which took you to the beginning of the level anyway. So in a reality, like it said game over, but it didn't really put you that far out of like you just lost your continue point. Yeah, you're maybe so like maybe you lose your continue point and there's never a true game over, but you just get booted back to the the hub world. Yeah, I, if you run out of coins, you probably just get booted back to the hub, which yeah. is the same as that's been happening in Mario for like 15 years now. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like games like that really don't need lives. 
you should just have infinite lives because it's all about getting to the end of the level. It's not really about how many lives you have anymore. At least I don't think. I don't think you really need that. But I guess there could be a whole group of people that would be upset about the one-up mushrooms not being in the game anymore. But I don't think, I really don't think you need that. I think it's more about the challenge of the level and it's not about like how many lives you have. You know, it could just, you could just like go on forever. Well, and it is would important end the, that she, she mentions in the song, she's his one-up girl. Yeah. So she says, I'm your one-up girl. Like She represents the one-up mushroom. She's an embodiment of the one-up mushroom in this game. Because she says, I'm, I'm your one-up girl oh. in the song. Do you get uh, coins with her face on it to get one-ups? I mean, if that's the money that keeps you alive? No, she represents the no game over. She's mayor of New Donk City, which is a hub world. You oh, go okay. back to New Donk City, she's your one-up. Sure. She's the mayor of New Donk City. That's how I feel about the one-ups in this new game yeah it's it yeah it's something that, it doesn't really matter to me i like that you know I'd, I'd like if they just didn't have lives and everything was infinite on there but it's still it's gonna be great um the super mario odyssey comes out the same day as a uh, as um stranger things season two if you're into that i just <laughs> they just announced that and it comes out on the same day so it could be a fun day of netflix and mario for anybody or maybe people just won't see it watch it at all because they're watching mario i'm excited oh, i'm excited for both of mario them in portable mode and watch netflix at the same time you could speaking of netflix there's a there's a show called castlevania on there now have you ever heard of that before what's castlesvania's yeah <laughs> shouldn't it be called uh metroidvania the show no uh yeah there's an animated show on there called castlevania i actually haven't watched it yet but i've heard mixed thoughts on it some people like oh, you it, some people it don't. Yet? No, I haven't seen it yet. I really think that should be a subject for a future podcast. Yeah. I just wanted to mention that it came out. It's it's out now as, as our news. We haven't watched it yet, but we'll watch it, you know, before next week or something. And we should definitely talk about it, considering that, you know, Castlevania games are favorites of both of ours. And are, mostly a Nintendo thing. I guess, yeah, they got spread out pretty well over uh, yeah, other the, consoles. There's more good there's more good Castlevanias on Nintendo systems than other systems, so I would say. Yeah. With the exception of Symphony of the Night. Well yeah. Which is brilliant and it's only on but everything that, but Nintendo. But that's yeah, I'm just saying like but that's one. Whereas Nintendo yeah. has like six different good Castlevania games. I'd say with the exception of uh Rondo of Blood and and uh even though Rondo of Blood is on Nintendo now through virtual console, through the Wii. Through the Wii. So I guess, yeah, the only one that's really of note is uh, Symphony of the Night that's not on Nintendo, which is weird. That they ne- that it never got ported to that because it was on all these other different systems. But I don't know. I think that the – I personally think that the Game Boy Advance games and the DS games are better than that game. But I didn't play Oh, it. I do too. I didn't play it until after the fact. So kind of coming back to it after playing those games, I, well, I, you think know, I didn't that like it as much. Symphony of the Night was better than Circle of the Moon. Oh, I'll give, I'll give it that. But I think that Harmony of Dissonance was on the same level almost at Symphony of the Night. I, I, I still will say Symphony of the Night was better than Harmony of Dissonance, but uh, uh, Aria of Sorrow... It's great. Got nothing, like, Symphony of the Night ain't got nothing on Aria of Sorrow. Like, that, that's a fucking awesome game. Yeah. And then the sequel, and Dawn, Dawn of Sorrow. Sorrow yeah. Fuck yes. Better yeah. than Symphony of the Night also. Aside from... The only thing I didn't like on that was uh, doing the having to do the symbols... With your finger yeah. on the touchscreen. That was a bit of a bummer. <laughs> that was annoying. But other than that, it was great. They had to uh, prove the touchscreen, you know. Nintendo was like, hey, Capcom. They have to put it in everything, yeah. Or Konami, I'm sorry. Hey, Konami. Make sure this uh, uses the touchscreen. They're like, can we just do it for, like, one part? 
All right, but it better be important. All right, we'll do it before the boss battles. Cool. <laughs> yeah, you put it at like the worst time ever, like the most like heightened, like uh, tense part of the game. It's like let's just put it where you have to just do it like while you're fighting somehow and dodging. All right, so it's you difficult. just use your last healing item and you dealt the death blow to the boss. Now draw this eighteen-sided uh, sectoilogram. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yes, draw this incredibly detailed picture of a uh, of a star or something. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard. It's hard, but it was still a great game. Oh yeah, no, it looked great. I liked all the FMB stuff on it too. Speaking of uh, speaking of PlayStation One stuff, have you looked at uh, have you looked at any of the new releases on um, on the Switch? We didn't really we didn't really get into it much last week about all the new stuff that was going to come out on Thursday. But there's some interesting games that are on there that have released. One of them being a game called Vaccine. Speaking of the PlayStation One games, which is basically a game that looks exactly like like Resident Evil One on PlayStation One. Oh. And I ended up getting it just because I was incredibly intrigued by that type of game. And it's like low poly. It's basically like a Resident Evil 1 roguelike. It's, it's kind of strange. You basically start You start in a room. Your friend is infected by the zombie virus. And you basically have to like explore this house to find the vaccine for the zombie virus and bring it back to your friend within 30 minutes. But every time you play the game, the house is randomly generated. So everything's always in a different spot. You always start in a room with a knife, and then it goes from there. So it's pretty cool. Cool. So it's, it is like that's awesome. It's an interesting like survival horror. Yeah, and it's so all, does it have the same like tank controls? Oh yeah, no, it totally does. <laughs> it controls just like the old Resident Evil, where like you turn, you know, and where it's like fixed you, camera angles. Yeah, like forwards up and back is back, and you turn left and right. Yeah, it's fixed camera angles too, and it's all like super blocky and and all that fun stuff. But I love the roguelike element, like so it. It, it takes it apes off something old, but like it makes it new because it's random. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I like I like just downloaded it right before we started recording, so I haven't gotten into it that much. But what I played of it is pretty. Oh, cool. Oh, so that was just well, just released today, technically. Oh uh, no, it came out. It came out last Thursday, I think. Oh okay. I just didn't. I didn't hear about it until later. But I was just looking. I was looking at the games because we forgot to mention some of them. But yeah, vaccine looks cool. It's like ten bucks. I mean, it's pretty much one of those things you'll probably only get into if you're into those old Resident Evil games. But I like those old survival horror games, so I found it an interesting concept. So it's a. Uh, it kind of sucks that you start with a knife, not a gun, but you know, and you have to like kind of go from there in hopes to find things. And you'll find, you know, you'll run into different rooms that have different things each every time because everything changes. So we'll see how long it. We'll see how long I last with it because it's like I said, it only t- really takes like a half hour to beat it. But then again. And you have to figure out where stuff is. And is there anything like New Game Plus about it? Like if you get through it, you have an advantage the second time around? Or maybe it's even harder the second time around? I don't know. I mean, I figured it's kind of like most of those games where it's just like your knowledge or what you know about how to deal with certain characters when you run into them right. again. You know, like most, like kind of like Binding of Isaac and that type of stuff. Right. So are there, like, would you call them power-ups or it's weapons, like different types of weapons? I mean, there's weapons in repre- there. They represent the power-ups. I mean, I know there's different weapons in there that you can find. You'll just find them in different orders, depending on how the, depending on how the house generates. You know, every every time you leave the room, like stuff, like you may like leave the room and there may be a shotgun there, or if you leave the room another time, it won't be there. There'll be like bigger zombies and stuff. So it's all kind of like that, you know, trying to find what you found in the last in the last time. But I mean, I'm intrigued by it, so I'm hoping to play it more. But it's an interesting game. I mean, it's only ten bucks. That's not that bad. But yeah, if you're into those weird old games. It's, it's kind of a cool cool addition on there. And it's like a, uh, I don't know, it's just another variation of 
the throwback. Like, you know, pixel art's cool. Well, low poly is cool too. Yeah, I wish more people would do that, actually. I wish that more people would get into the low poly throwback. I think that's an interesting thing. Let's make some more stunt race FX, you know? Let's go real low poly. Yeah. Well, I don't feel, I also feel like not enough people do like 16 bit throwback. It's most of it's like 8 bit. You know, they should do more Super Nintendo inspired stuff. But there's a, yeah, there were a couple other games that were added on there. There's a game called Sheffy, which I haven't played yet, but it's a card game involving a sheep. They get like teleported to another land. It's like a Japanese game, apparently, or Japanese mobile game. It's only like five bucks. I don't know. I don't, I don't think we mentioned it or said it was coming out or anything, but it, it seems weird. I haven't gotten that one yet, but. So it's kind of like Kamiko. It's like a mobile port, but it's at a budget price. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cheap. It's five bucks. Uh, like I said, it's like a card game. And from what I heard, it involves something about gathering sheep into a hole to, like, transport them to another dimension, I guess. It's like, has a really weird, quirky story to it. No, that seems about normal. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, I remember uh, doing that at the beginning of uh, Twilight Princess. Hoarding the goats. Yeah, and then you have to send them to that alternate uh, dimension. Yeah, you got to send them to alternate goat land. Twilight land. The yeah. goat. I did end, goat. I did end up picking... Uh, picking up bold boy though which is another release that came out and it's like a really weird point and click adventure that's like it kind of it, it has a lot of nintendo references in it it actually kind of feels like a game boy game because it's all like shades of green <laughs> while you're playing it bold boy yeah bold boy it's a, it's a boy that has a bulb for a head obviously he has he has a he has a he has a light bulb for a head so and people, that, are, people are always like hey what's the big idea yeah <laughs> yeah right and he pretty much lights the whole game like the light of the world comes from your head well thank god but it's uh yeah it kind of it kind of reminds me sort of like maniac mansion sam and max type those old games sort of point and clicky but you'll basically you know you'll be in like a level you'll, you'll start you'll start off on a level and in, in like one room and you have to figure out how to leave the room and go to the next part and there's like different puzzles like with you interacting with stuff in the room but it's like really weirdly grotesque it's kind of like uh i don't know it's hard it's hard to explain it it's like everything it's like sort of a horror game but you you're you know you're this little kid that's like afraid of everything but there's a lot of gross stuff like you kill bugs and you feed them to like spiders and there's hands that come out of the floor that try to grab at you, and you can like cut them, cut them in half, and that type of thing. But it, yeah, like I said, it sort of looks like a Game Boy game. I've already found like I played like through the first like first like few rooms or whatever, but I already found like a Game Boy. I found a Game Boy cartridge, like original Game Boy, and I found a Power Glove like within like the first ten minutes of the game. So there's all sorts of Nintendo references all over the place, and that was another like mobile port, like another iOS port. Yeah. <laughs> There's a part where you can like find like in the very beginning of the game there's a there's a power glove on the ground and you pick it up and hit a button on it and a game shows up on the TV and you start playing video games but you don't actually play it but your character does and there's like a little like there's like a bulb boy and it and he's playing like a Mario game and he goes down a pipe and stuff like that so I thought that was pretty cool and they do a they do nice little stuff like that but it's a cool creepy uh point and click adventure type game and I've been having fun with it from what I played on it and it looks real nice you know incredibly creepy and weird and i like those type of games what's the price point on this game i think this one was like eight bucks something like that it's not it's that's, not super expensive that seems like a good price like anything ten dollars or below i feel is a, a nice impulse point yeah. it was under it was under 10 for sure it was yeah, either, it was like, either nine you can or eight buy that stuff for the switch and support the switch and uh, kamiko is a great example that's the last budget game i bought but yeah Kimi- i feel like probably a lot of people have probably bought that game 
Oh yeah. Well, speaking of Kamiko, yeah, they sold over one hundred and ten thousand copies. And you 10, want? 000? And you want to know why they did? Because I tweeted about them so many times. That's why they sold that much. No, it's, it's, I don't think it's our fault. But we did talk about Kamiko. Kamiko was a lot of fun. Yeah, I was looking at the. Um, I was just checking out the you know the highest selling games, and Street Fighter Two is not in there anymore. It's completely gone on the eShop. Oh really? Well, it's not. I don't know how many they show, but it's not in the top there. The top one is still is still Minecraft, and I forget what two is, but Kamiko's up there. I think it's in the top. Snipper five Clips or has got to like be up there. Well, I think Snipper Clips has got to be two or three. Let's see. But Kamiko's up there too, because it was five fucking dollars. Yeah, but yeah, it's apparently they consider that a success. I mean, over a hundred thousand for what they did on that. Then yeah, it's cool. Let's see. I'll take. I'm gonna take a look right now. Oh, it says Goner is number two. It's crazy. So it's Minecraft, Goner, Mario Kart Eight, Snake Pass, Arms. Snipper Clips is six, and Kamiko is number fifteen. Okay, I was totally wrong. It's number, it's number fifteen most downloaded. But uh, yeah, Ultra Street Fighter Two is nowhere to be seen. I was like uh, pretty surprised to find out that oh shit, what's the name of that game? The Violent Rhythm game. Why am I remember? Oh, Thumper. Oh, I was yeah. surprised to find out that was a dude from Lightning Bolt, or yeah, one of the people from Lightning Bolt. Yeah, we found and, the soundtrack for that at a record store in Champaign. Yeah, we saw we saw that record. Like you could buy it legit. Like. At a local record store, and um, I kind of want to. It's what it was like twenty five bucks. I mean, that's a that's that, a legit price for a vinyl. That's more than the game. <laughs> the game but it is, is twenty. More than I the think. Game. And if I bought the game, I could listen to the soundtrack while I play the game. Yeah, the game's pretty interesting. Like it's, I like the concept of it, but it's hard. It's. It, it's I, mean, real hard. I mean, you played it. It's it's difficult. Like I can only get so far, but it looks fucking beautiful. And I like when you fight like the bad guys, and they look like. I don't know. They look like some sort of like weird, weird, scary, like uh, exploding head that you fight that has like glowing eyes and all that. I don't know. It's hard to explain the bad guys in that. It had a very, like, yeah, like Abadox or like. Uh, yeah, yeah, sort of. Even our type, sort of like. Uh, what's that game we played? Darius Burst? Yeah, Darius. It yeah. had something sort of like something like that going on for it. Like, it's the weird dystopian, like, mutated ship creature that you're fighting yeah well there's yeah it's either like a weird shape that has arms and tentacles that you're playing against or it's like this giant burning head thing that you fight yeah i like the giant burning head thing because every time you I hit too. it it like yells and like you know all this weird fire comes out of it and all that and it's it's just yeah the game looks incre- it looks incredible but what's that game on ridiculous. nes is it is it called Zombie Nation, where you're actually a burning head? <laughs> yeah, Zombie Nation. Yeah, for sure. You're at, you actually one. are the burning head. Like That's the protagonist of the game. You're the uh, ghost of a dead samurai, well, obviously, because you're a ghost. And uh, you come back to like enact some sort of revenge, and you're, you're doing like a side-scrolling rampage-style destruction of the environment. Yeah. <laughs> you should be the burning head in every game. That's really... That's what they should do to to sell games is uh, say, hey, you're, need, you're the burning head. We need head. more burning head games. We do, really. I mean, you should be the burning head. I mean, I know you fight burning heads, but I want to be the burning head. I want a burning head 64 release now for Nintendo 64. We can get that. <laughs> we can buy that game. You can only buy that game at Burning Man. <laughs> burning they head at Burning there's Man. There's an Etsy shop that only sells it oh, shit. No, well, now through I gotta, their, uh, now I gotta through their go there. DIY makeshift home table at Burning Man. And their brand new 64 games. The old <laughs> they make them, games for now. While they're there, they have sand inside, so you have to like blow them out with a uh, some air duster. But you get them there. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right, <laughs> burning burning head in sixty four. That's a, let's get working on that one. That'll be a fun one. 
Speaking of fun games, uh, NBA Playgrounds got an update today. It was either today or this week. I think it was today, actually. And I played it, and it's uh, makes everything it a lot makes a lot, everything a lot less confusing on uh, on the shoot. Basically, what it did, it, as I said, as my middle name earlier, they give you a, a shot meter now that shows like that tells you when to release the button and all that while you're shooting, so it helps you like dunk better and all that. Plus, they added some new characters, and I uh, I unlocked Magic Johnson on it too. Like, I played through the end of the tournament I was in, and I got Magic Johnson, so that's pretty cool. I know they put, like, uh, they put, like, Dennis Rodman in there and some other guys that I didn't recognize as, as like, legendary players. I think Michael Jordan's still not in there, but... And they added, they added the online mode also. I didn't play that because, I don't know, online modes scare me, because every time I get on, I get killed. And I'd rather enjoy the game on the level that I can play it at. And you don't want to hear your mom insulted. Yeah, well, I mean, there's no voice chat, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> What kind of playground doesn't have any chat? Well, I mean, we'll have to wait for the Nintendo app. Maybe they'll add that in there whenever they get to that. I think chatting was like what was important about the playground. Like that's where you found out the <laughs> dirt. That was when you. That was where you found out like where the secrets in Zelda were and all that, and and all yeah. these and all these other make believe stories, like about how you could climb the mountains in the background of of Double Dragon. Like that. Or like ne- the that person that like loved <laughs> butterscotch pudding so much you could get their pizza from them for it. What? <laughs> well, you could trade your like pudding for the like someone slice of pizza because they like the pudding more. Oh, you okay. found that yeah. info out on the playground. Yeah, or or at the lunch table, one or the well, other. That too, but later on, someone would be like, "Holy shit! I actually gave this guy my butterscotch pudding, and he gave me a slice of pizza. Like that really happened." <laughs> and you'd be like, "Hmm." Next pizza day, I'm going to try this out. Yeah, that also sounds like a great game. <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> trading one thing for another. We'll add that to Burning Head 64. You can, the you trade can, up mode. You can trade your butterscotch pudding for pizza. <laughs> there's some sort of weird. Uh, there, yeah, there's some sort of weird Japanese thing about that. Like the supposedly the the Ocarina of Time is is referencing that, where you take like one thing and you trade it, and hopefully eventually get a better thing. They do that like where you trade it to get the bigger on sword, all that stuff. Oh, I know what you mean. Like yeah, yeah. it's a different version of the. Uh... I forget what it's called. It has a name. Well, there's like the story of like the magic bean, which is a reverse of Jack and the Beanstalk, where like a guy starts with like a bean or something and he trades it all the way up to yeah, like a horse or something like that. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, like that. It's the Japanese version of that, yeah. where a guy like starts with a couple grains of rice or something and then he gets a house in the end. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the way the that's the way the game will work. You start with some butterscotch pudding and then you know <laughs> you go from there and you get a pizza and you trade it for I don't know. You underdog the dude on the swing. He gets excited about it. Gives you his extra milk ticket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you trade right. up for the chocolate milk. You bring the chocolate milk. Yeah, <laughs> you be where... you be like surprised how much like a good underdog can get you on the playground if you can do it right. <laughs> yeah, right for sure. But uh, on on the subject of voice chat, um, you can uh, you can download the Splatfest thing now, the Splatfest demo on your Switch. And if you do that, you can play uh there's like a there's like a how-to mode you can play around with right now. And oh, you, really? Yeah, and you can walk around Inkopolis also as well. I mean, you can't really do anything, but you can just walk around the the hub world. Well, you but can But uh, you like pra- do like target practice and stuff? Yeah, yeah, when you start it, like you start it and it does like a like a mode where you just go around shooting balloons and it's kind of like a tutorial mode so you can play that for a little bit but once you get through that it throws you into the hub world and you can walk around and you can actually go and vote for whatever side like you can choose whatever side you want to have for the uh, splatfest so that's all you can really do 
But you could still just kind of walk around and just look at the area and look at the people there. I tried to go to the shops, but the shops are closed. And I tried going into the grate to go to the single-player mode, and you can't do that either. But at least you can, like, walk around. It's pretty cool. You so can... you don't get to see the crazy ant with the shrimp on her head? <laughs> I don't think – I can't see her because I can't go into any of the she shops She was in yet. one of the shops. Right? Yeah. But you can walk around and look at the outside of them. It's just kind of cool that you can walk around the, the hub world now, you know. You can choose your character that you want to use and all that, and you can. Uh, mess- Does it allow you to make posts? Uh, I don't think you can post anything yet, but you can change your you can change like your options around. Like you can mess with like the aim sensitivity and turn off the motion control and all that stuff. So when you get to it, you won't have to do it. So it's pretty cool. You can get a, get a little taste of the game there. I forget who I think I think I voted for. I think I voted for ice cream over cake. I think I'm on team ice cream. So I know you're not. I know you're, you're not going to get to play it. I was going to say you could be Team Cake and we could be against each other, but I don't think I don't I think you'll be at work. It's like oh, uh, uh, and ice cream was always, or a cake was always an excuse to have ice cream. Like I would eat together. all my ice cream and be like, "Can I have more ice cream? I have so much cake left." And get like an extra scoop. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like well they have to go together and then you don't eat the cake and just eat the ice cream. And you get more ice cream to make up for the cake that's left over i'm sure there's a huge thing on reddit about that like about right the cake versus ice cream debacle or whatever i don't know <laughs> i i'm scared to even check i know well i know that uh the the nbc facebook group people are like for the longest time we're talking about cake versus ice cream it's like it's like i mean ultimately they're two completely different things that happen to intersect at birthdays but yeah for the most part they're two separate things and that's very important to remember I always thought so, it like was... in the context of a birthday party, it's a relevant question. But rest of the time, they can exist independently and <laughs> both be great. Well, in the context of a birthday party, you can have both of them. You can have uh, ice cream and cake because most of the time you do have both next to each other. It's not like one or the other. You don't have to decide. Yeah, and if you prefer one or the other, just get more of one and less of the other. For sure, I always get a really uh... <laughs> small slice of cake and four scoops of ice cream. Yeah. And so you can have have a little bit of one, or just have ice cream. Don't have cake at all if you don't if you don't want cake. Or you can even get ice cream cake at some birthday yeah. parties, and then you can just bring, no, it, bring really it all together. To blow my mind. Yeah, <laughs> and you can do the Baskin Robbins ice cream cake, which is a whole other thing that you know that's great. And we'll get into later. That'll be our next episode: ice cream cake. The episode <laughs> we get off games and into food. But uh, no, I, I always liked how. Uh, <laughs> The Splatoon would like take a it basically took the everybody votes channel from Wii and made it into a whole thing called Splatfest. Yeah. That's, that was probably a question like ice cream or cake. That's basically what it is now. Now you just shoot each other with paint over it, you know, instead of just voting. Splatfest like really like existed ten years ago almost. It did, except you didn't splat. You just voted. It just wasn't called Splatfest <laughs> at that point. It was called. Uh, it's called Fest. It's called everybody votes. <laughs> yeah. It was called Everybody Votes. Everybody Votes Fest. And we did, I mean, I remember checking that shit every day. It was funny. And I used to, like, send in questions, you know, being like, why is this game not on Virtual Console? Or why have why is this game not coming out to Wii? Or why what's, what's this? Why is this not motion controlled? Or <laughs> just, like, really dumb questions. Because you could, like, post, post your own questions to them to send a Nintendo. Be like, have somebody vote on whether they like RPGs or not, or something like that. And they never used any of them, but you could do that. There was some more info about um, the second DLC for Zelda released, sort of. I mean, they just showed, like, there's, like, a two-second video with, like, no uh, sound on it. Did you see that? I saw there was a teaser. I it was, like, on a Twitter. It. Yeah, it was, like, on a Japanese Twitter or something. And it shows, like, a little bit of uh, Princess, Princess Zelda. But it was confirmed that 
you won't play as any of the other characters. You just play as Link the whole time, which kind of okay. sucks. I was hoping that there was some sort of thing where you got to play as the different champions. So was I, man. I really think that they all, mostly they validated themselves. Yeah. Except for, uh, well, yeah, everybody did. Oh, what, the characters? Oh, you're going to say except for uh, the, the, what, the, the Falco guy? Yeah, but his that seems to be the, char- the one I like the most. Yeah, he seems to be the character that people don't like. That's the Falco guy. But his ability is amazing, especially combined with uh, the stamina. Like, if you, like, increase your stamina a lot, which I've done. Oh, yeah, you can float forever. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, no, his his ability is pretty, is great. Like, that's the one I use constantly. I mean, I like all of them, but that's probably my favorite one. And it really helps for, you know, it helps for climbing because you can just shoot yourself up so quickly and just get over stuff. But what's yep. ri- But what's really important is that you can wear the lobster shirt from Wind Waker in this dlc that's, finally that's an unlockable uh outfit i want to disappoint my grandma so it's about time <laughs> yeah it just looks very funny in that lobster shirt but hey you know you might as well put that in there right if only you could drink grandma soup also and get and get some of your life back that's always Man, a good thing to have soup was amazing yeah it uh it brought your life back but you know what's better than soup wrestling <laughs> it's, a ter- it's a terrible transition but uh apparently wrestling's coming back to the nintendo system Coming back to the Switch. Well, it was never on the Switch, but it's coming back to Nintendo systems. Back to Nintendo consoles. Yeah, there was a there was a dude. I mean, I don't watch wrestling anymore, but a wrestler named Seth Rollins. He shows you know shows himself playing a Switch, and he's like blah blah blah. Wrestling's coming back to Nintendo, and WWE Two K eighteen was announced for the Switch. That was a big thing. The last the last wrestling game that came out was WWE thirteen on Wii. Which I didn't get. I think the last wrestling I got uh, game I got was Day of Reckoning for GameCube, which was. So uh, did that come out in twelve? <laughs> uh, the WWE thirteen. Yeah, that's probably two thousand twelve. Yeah. So it's been like that would five have been years. the tail end of the Wii's life. Yeah, no Wii U love there for wrestling games, unfortunately. But if you if you uh, reserve it, you get Kurt Angle as a pre-sale thing. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, if you want to play as Kurt Angle, you can do that. There was also some Arms DLC today with uh just added some new added some new modes added that the the final boss max brass you can use him now he's a playable character oh there's also uh there's also a new level where there's the sky arena which is his level so you can choose that at all times and i I got on and played as him a little bit supposedly they did some like balancing stuff where certain stuff isn't as powerful and some stuff's less whatever try to balance it out i didn't really notice that much of a difference but now to unlock him did you have to beat him was there any sort of criteria for the dlc to unlock him no you don't, he's just there you, you don't have to unlock him he, you just turn so on the game and he's the there day and he's immediately available yeah no okay. i just i turned on the game and i was like i wonder where max brass is and i and then i just went to like single player mode and i'm like oh yeah there he is he's right right there i don't even have to do anything and he's that weird looking like post whatever the post video back in the day where we're like what's that extra character yeah yeah the guy that's weird moon face or whatever oh no the moon face is in there too but that's a different one that's that's headlock headlock is the moon face and now there's him well yeah now there's a new mode called headlock scramble on there that you can do that you can do online or you can do it in verses and it's basically a mode where you fight and you one of you gets to be headlock gets to be okay. like the moon face with all the arms. So I haven't done, you know, I, I don't have any, you know, I didn't do any versus mode, so I haven't been able to try it yet. But I guess if you go online, it'd be randomly selected. So I, I didn't get to it yet, but sounds kind of fun. It's like you sort of like fight over this, over this big upgrade and then you get it and, you know, you're super powerful and you have to try to not get hit if you're the other guy. So he's in there. The, the moon face is. 
And they added like a stats mode where you can see like you know how much you use whatever arms whatever. Um, there's there were three there were three new uh, gloves added with max brass and um, oh yeah there's an events thing also that was added that doesn't have anything on there. It's just like a little thing that you check that says like do you want to be notified when online events happen. And I figured that's going to be similar to like Splatfest is what they're going to do for arms. So it looks it looks like it's cool. They're adding some new stuff on there. It's their first update. So we got that. There's a there's a couple games. You want to talk about the games that come out tomorrow, real quick? Sure. What's coming out tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow is uh, well, it's just I just took a look through the thing. Uh, what is it? A uh, Fatal Fury special comes out for Neo Geo games. That's another Fatal Fury game, obviously. There's a game called I and Me, which is like a looks like a two D looks like a two D side scroller thing with two shadow oh, we. two shadow cats. What? <laughs> oh, isn't that game called We? I and Me. Oh, we. Oh, we. Is I and me? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> I, I was like, what? On we? No, it's I and me. Oh, we. Oh, we. <laughs> yeah. I don't It's The description of it online is, is pretty is pretty silly. But uh, that I was just trying to look because all of them, if you go to the shop, they're all under like coming soon. Like all these all these new games are. Oh, and that weird uh, that weird Demombo game that we that we watched. Uh, we watched a trailer for it on the Japanese eShop while I, was, while I was at your house. That comes out tomorrow. It looks like a simplified Smash Brothers kind of, like where you play it, play like a pixelated dot, and it's only one button, and you just kind of jump around and hit each other, I guess, is the way it works. But I and Me says, If there were another me, observing myself from the prospect of a spectator, how would I regard another me? That's what <laughs> it says. That one's $10. I would regard me as we. Yeah, you, well, you would. He would regard you as OE. But it's cool. It, look, it looks like an interesting uh, side-scrolling game. You can see there, sort of. Oh, dang. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it looks all right. But the Mambo looks looks kind of fun. I don't know. It's uh might be interesting. That was thirteen, so it's a little bit pricier. I'll have to see uh, what the re- reviews are for that. But it's four player. There's some single player stuff and all that. There's a there's a game called Death Squared that looks like a cube stacking puzzle game type thing. There's also another game called Levels Plus that sort of looks like a card game. So there's some other like puzzle games getting added tomorrow. Nothing huge, I guess, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see how those go. Puzzle games, man. Yeah. But there's a couple puzzle games getting added, so that's pretty cool. I think that's all I've got for news right now. Do you wanna do you wanna take a quick break and then talk about what we've been playing and buying and all that fun stuff? Sounds good, man. Alright, cool. I'll be right back. BRB After we recorded last week, uh, we went and we went and bought some more used stuff in Champagne. We sure did at a record store and uh, what was that place? Live Action Games. Live we, Action we, Games. We got stuff in, uh, there. Champagne, Illinois. Yeah, right next to the train station. And some uh, more disc replay stuff as well. And you bought a? Didn't you buy a certain thing that's uh, not as heavy as other handhelds? I sure did. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> it's not a weight thing, but <laughs> you know. Well, it, on it, the last episode, I talked about the Game Boy Light that I seen at um, Disc Replay. Yeah, you said and there was, was damage to, myself, to it. I'm gonna, gonna regret not buying this, but uh, I went back that next day after we recorded, 
and it was no longer in the display case. So I assumed someone bought it. As we were done buying the shit that we chose to buy that day, uh, I noticed it was sitting on a pile of shit <laughs> in uh, back behind the counter. I'm like, hey, is that Game Boy Light still for sale? The guy's like, yeah. And if you remember in the last episode, I said something to the effect of, well, they had no way for me to test it. Well, that was bullshit. Like, I, I hadn't even bothered to ask. So I was like, can I test that out? And he's like, sure. And he, like, found some batteries and found a game and everything for me to, like, test it out and let me test it. And um, his first thought when he powered it up was, oh, it looks like that defect on the screen is above, you know, the actual screen. So I looked at it, and it is. It's, like, up below the border at the top. For sure. It's, you don't even notice it. Yeah, it's not actually... Yeah, I, I tried it, like, after you got it, and it, yeah, it doesn't really... It doesn't get into the actual screen part at all. But I've had a uh, a week now to play around with it, and it's got some, like... I think there's a little bit of burn-in on it. Uh, there's a couple, like, vertical lines that definitely seem like the screen's fucked up. But it's okay, because I paid... What, I pay 40 for it? And that's below what is being sold, but... I think I, I, I mentioned or, uh, what it's being sold on eBay, but I think I mentioned before, like one of the things that about the Game Boy Light that fascinates me the most is how fucking close they released it to the Game Boy Color. Do you know how close it was released to the Game Boy Color? What, like a week? Okay, not that Days, close. Days? Months? I don't know. A year? Six, six months. Yeah. So six months before the Game Boy Color came out, the Game Boy Light was released. Only in Japan, of course. Um, the form factor is bigger than the Game Boy Pocket. Yeah. As far as I can tell, the Slightly screen though, is about right? the same. Yeah. I think the screen on the model I have has degraded a little bit over time. But yeah. What can you expect from a, a uh, nearly 20-year-old console? But the Game Boy Color, I didn't realize, was so much more powerful than the Game Boy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it had uh, double the processor speed and three times as much memory. Oh, geez. So yeah. six months after the Game Boy Light came out, you could buy the Game Boy Color with double the processor speed, three times as much memory, and a better color palette than the NES or Famicom. Yeah, I bought a. I remember I bought my Game Boy Color with uh, Super Mario Brothers Deluxe. Is, is what I got, which was a which was a cool uh, it was a cool game. It was a, the first the first of many remakes of Super Mario Brothers. But this one actually had like some added levels and and an overworld mode and stuff like that. Or it had an overworld where you could go from like level to level and you could like save in between levels and all that stuff. So it was fun. I will say though that I played my Game Boy Light the past week and I do I see its merits and I enjoy it. It's kind and of it's and, kind of hard to go back to though. In my head, I was thinking though. like if I went back in time to when I had my Game Boy as a kid, like mainly like I played the shit out of it whenever we'd go on car car trips, road trips, and the thought of like a backlit Game Boy just would have blown my mind as a kid. Yeah, like, if, if you, I went back in time and handed this Game Boy to myself at age like uh, ten or eleven or whatever, I would have thought this was the best thing ever. So I'm trying to appreciate it for what it really is. It's got the, the backlighting is identical to what was in those watches that everyone wore in the late nineties. Yeah. The old watches that would, that had the, had the commercials where they'd like mate with, with lightning bugs. Yeah. I forget what they were called, but that was what it was. It's called an electroluminescent display. And so, yeah, that's, I don't know. I don't know much about it, but it has to do with exciting something and it releases photons as a result. Photons. And that's the light. Yeah. No, the, the game boy lights cool. It's crazy that they never, because there was never a game boy color that had, that was backlit. It's insane. Like I, I find it crazy that they did it for that, but they never did like a game boy color light after that. And even game boy advance wasn't backlit until like game boy advance SP. Like it was like weird. <laughs> it was like, I, it, I don't think that this could have worked on a color. Honestly, it's a green light. 
I know it's a green so light, that but perfectly complements the pea soup of the uh, yeah. Game Boy screen. But why didn't they try to make a color light though? Like try to find a way to backlit that? Just it was too expensive, probably at the time. Well, I think the bioluminescent, whatever the technology was, it, you had it, it was like glow in the dark technology. It's that greenish, yeah, yellow light that you get from that. I'm sure they were working on. Reactions. I'm sure they were working on a way to try to make it for the Game Boy Color though. You know, but I will tell you what really blew my mind when I played this was uh, plugging in the headphone jack. I know that sounds dumb. <laughs> the sound was in full stereo. Yeah, that's, and I turned the lights off, and I had it like the contrast perfectly tuned. And you lived I was in the green Dragon world. Quest, yeah. and I do like I do like the Game Boy Light. I'm a fan. Yeah, I turned. I, I remember I tried Dragon Quest on it, like the Dragon Quest one and two that you have, and I was like, man, I. <laughs> I feel kind of gypped playing it on the old Game Boy because that was one of those games that was worked both ways, and yeah. it's and it looks so much better on the Game Boy Color, you know, because it has like all that intro and all that. And I'm like, man, I wish I was playing this on Game Boy Color. But if you want to live in a green world, you could <laughs> you could totally do that. I think the Game Boy Light has it has its place. Well, you can, and I think that yeah. I'm going to use it to play through some Game Boy games. Well, you can. I think go- it's going to be my platform of choice yeah well you can go back in time with that like for real if you want to remember yourself like playing dr mario like you know playing dr mario in bed when you were a kid and all that you know that'll do it except for i had a do you remember the game boy the actual game boy light that used to slide on there i had one of those oh yeah yeah for the old for the old game boy yeah that that went all the way from game boy to game boy advance oh yeah no i didn't have the worm light i had the one the big plastic thing that went on the front that kind of like had the side lights on it. This is what I used. I also had a weird thing that had a magnifier and and like extended buttons and a and a analog stick. Later, well, not an analog stick, but like a wannabe analog stick. And so like, yeah, the and Super like Game Boy setup with speakers like all and stuff. Yeah, it had it was a crazy thing that I got later for it, which made everything look pretty silly. But but yeah, if you want to go back to that time of the of the cream spinach color, you can either play Bulb Boy or or you know get get a Game Boy Light. No, they're, this is really cool, man. They're it's not like, too much. You know when different. you would check the time on that watch and you yeah. hit the button and it would light up green. Yeah. It's like you're checking the time, but it's a game. You're check. You're yeah. You're like going back in time with this game. I'm like, what time is it? Oh, it's time to play. Oh, it's time to play Dragon Quest One. Yeah. And I just keep looking at my watch for you know like <laughs> ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a cool it's a cool novelty. Like I said, if you want to you want to go back to the world of playing old Game Boy games. That's, that, that's the best Japan. way to do it. Only released in They're Japan. Six, released in Japan six months before the color came out. So. I feel like, you know, it's not super limited right now, but I feel good about owning it. Like, if I'm going to say I'm a fan of handhelds, especially Nintendo handhelds, then this is something important I needed to own. And as you can tell, I'm still talking myself into believing 40 bucks was worth it. Oh, 40 bucks isn't bad at all, I don't think, for something that wasn't released here and that's a Game Boy. I don't think that's a bad price. <laughs> Someone lodged themselves like... <laughs> well, yeah, no, 40 bucks is fine. That's not, that's not bad at all. I don't think. I don't think it was that bad. Yeah, no, I mean it's yeah, it's a it's a it's a way to go back and play those old games. You should play like Mario Land One, and like Tetris and stuff like that. I don't have Mario Land One. Oh, you don't have? You don't have Super Mario or Land? Tetris or Tetris on Game Boy? No, I don't oh, own geez. either of those. Surprisingly, those are my first two Game Boy games. Obviously, well, well Tetris I used came to with own it when I was a kid, but we done sold that shit. Oh yeah, I figured either sold it or lost it. Yeah, all the portable stuff was. Yeah, sold or lost. That's kind of the way it goes. The way of old cartridges, especially like portable ones. Some well, of them I you think just lose. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of that stuff got passed on to my brother, 
who was more into the Game Boy because he was like into Pokemon and shit. Like, oh, sure, yeah. yeah he could... he was a Game Boy kid once I like got over it and I bought a PlayStation or whatever. Yeah. So I think just whatever his life, wherever his life took those Game Boy games, is where they are. Yeah, yeah I understand that. But you should get you can probably get it back for not too much. It'd be cool no, to have Tetris and bad. Mario One or Mario Two, even you know Mario Land. I 2. also have all those AGS one hundred ones that can play Game Boy games. They can, but if you want to go back in time to the land of the green, you should play those original games that were played With in the green. You know, to the stereo. Yeah, man, you're right. I think I need to play through Mario Land One. I mean, that's on what the yeah, Game Boy Light. That's what I would do if I had a Game Boy Light. I would I would go play those old games that you could only experience in green, but now you can experience in great green, I guess, <laughs> in in lit green. You know. So you well, can, and the thing about this is, like, yeah, sure, it's. A nice bright light, but not if the other light's bright around you. Like you can't see this light unless it's completely dark. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I tried it in the living room and I could see it. I was just kind of like, yeah, yeah. this is really green. <laughs> you just think of the dead of the night. Like it's post-apocalyptical. Um, all you have is you know some food and cans and like twenty-eight packs of like sixteen AA batteries. And this is what you do. You pull out your Game Boy Light. And you just eat through the batteries to pass the time. Yeah. <laughs> I thought and you were going to say, pitch like... the dark of the overclouded, post-apocalyptic ruin, that bright green screen actually is like a beacon of hope. Yeah, I thought... You I, just play. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's going to light, your, it's gonna light your way. Like, if you're in a dark alley, you just turn it on, and it'll help you <laughs> get to the other side of the alley. Yeah, you just play, and you play, and you watch that pile of batteries get smaller and smaller. <laughs> but you still have hope because that green light is your hope. Yeah. So that's what I hope to Until you run out of batteries. My Game Boy Pocket Light. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. There's a very uplifting uh, thought to think of <laughs> about the Game Boy Light and the end of the world and all that. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, my take on the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, right. I thought, it, yeah, I thought it would just be, you. it would help you see in the darkness. Do you remember the old Game Boy Advance SP advertisements that they had that you'd see in magazines where it was like it would show somebody playing it and like lit up the whole room? Yeah. Yeah. And it does. I mean, yeah. I, I do remember using that as a light. That was a big thing because it's like, oh, hey, it's backlit now. And now, and I know I did. I did use it for a flashlight when it was, when it came out. If I needed to oh. find around, find my way around the room or something in the dark, I'd flip it up and turn it on and be like, where's, where are my socks? So there they are. Because uh, I actually got my first cell phone that had a color screen just months before i got a game boy advance sp and that screen was much bigger and much brighter oh geez i didn't get i didn't even get a cell phone at all until until like uh before the wii came out <laughs> when i got a cell phone I think in the gamecube times was when i got a cell phone oh you had a cell phone before that did i i didn't know yeah of course you did how no, did we talk to each other back in the day uh <laughs> in person <laughs> no i didn't seriously i didn't have a cell phone until like 2001 it was like when I got a cell phone. That's not the Wii times. The Wii times started in 2006. No, I mean, I got it in GameCube times. Oh, GameCube times. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, I that's guess. around the time I got a cell phone as well. Yeah. Okay, I guess that would be, yeah, because the SP and the GameCube kind of came out at the same time. Yeah, the SP came out in 2000. But, but my cell phone, I don't I think, think my cell phone was in color, the first one. I don't remember. I don't it remember. may have been, you know what? It may have been 2003. Ooh, that's worth looking up. Yeah. I think the, I think the SP came out in like 2002 or 2003. Oh no! It came out. I think it came out before that. The well, no, the SP. Yeah, because I was uh, thinking about the February Game Boy Advance. of two thousand three. Yeah, yeah, the SP came out later. I was thinking about the Advance because I was like, no, the Advance came out before two thousand one, but that's it was. But you lit couldn't yet. use that to light up a room. No, you could not. It's true. So uh, what else? What else did you get 
when you were at and went on that on that fateful day <laughs> on that Wednesday. What else did you get? Oh man, other that than Game Boy Light. Wednesday. I bought. I, of course, I bought that Game Boy Light. Like that's the most important thing, like by far. But I also got Mario Kart Wii finally. So now I own all the Mario Karts in some fashion, not the, all physical. The hardest one, probably, is Mario Kart Wii. I think the most difficult one out of all of them. I have not even tried to boot it up and play it yet. Oh, I have. I have two copies of Mario Kart Wii. I guess I could have given you one. I completely forgot. But you now, actually now mentioned you have that one. on a previous yeah. podcast, but I don't know. It was cheap. I completely forgot it. We were at Live Action Games. As a side note, we were at Live Action Games, and uh, the owner was telling us a pretty harrowing story about how he yeah about how he had, had to sue his own company his and all that yeah. And because of that, we all we both bought multiple games there. No, I, I, I well, probably, I don't know. I mean, I just wanted to support him, and I've oh, sure. seen that game, and I've been talking about buying it for a long time. And it was cheap. It was less than what eBay asked for it. So. Oh yeah, no, everything in there was less than eBay. Like I bought a, I bought the Superman game, the the one for GameCube, which is probably like the only Superman game that's okay. Like that and the Death and Return of Superman, I think are okay games. But I bought that for like I don't know, like eight bucks, something like that, and it's selling for twenty on eBay. And I bought Ken Griffey Jr. on sixty four, which I talked about getting, you know, in in the last episode. But I did get it, and I got it there for three dollars. It would have been like six. If I got it at, at Disc Replay, so I'm glad I got it there. Yeah, Disc Replay. What you got now? Yeah, and I bought a couple local P- business. Yeah, <laughs> I got a, I got a couple of PS3 games and uh, Eternal Champions for for Genesis. Oh yeah, and I got a I got the AV plug for the Genesis. That's how you saw if you watched any of our any of our you capture did, and videos. He was just like that was how I got the. Uh, man, the- he was just like yeah, he he was right on that man. I really like admired that he was like oh what model okay here we go right here bam yeah like he just walked right up to it but that's how i captured spider-man vs kingpin like what i just put up tonight that's how i got that video was buying that fucking av cord so now i can capture stuff off the genesis so thanks cool. I, for, oh, I feel bad i already forgot his name but owner of a live action games in champagne yeah thank you he was an aussie i remember that he was australian and, his, and he had uh, green hair yep so yeah thanks <laughs> That's where I bought Mario Kart Wii, and you know I didn't want it to come off as a sympathy buy. It was cheap, and I've wanted to own it, and I was like, I gotta buy something from this dude. Yeah, yeah, I got it cheap for sure. Yeah, I ended up buying. Yeah, I bought stuff there because everything was so cheap, and it was all stuff that I, you know, stuff I found. So it was cool, for sure. And you went and picked up something else, right, from Disc Replay on the way out. Also, you yep. can't forget, bought like the greatest game of all time. Yep, I or, sure did. Or it could have been the greatest game of all time. <laughs> Bomberman Jetters. Oh, I forgot about that one. I bought this for GameCube, and Trey's right. This is like one of the best game I've ever played in my life. No, it sucks. Oh, <laughs> I was talking about the other game that you got. <laughs> yeah, this game's kind of sucks so far. But I hear like the one-player mode is bullshit, but the uh, it still has the standard Bomberman multiplayer yeah. mode. So you can still play up to four players on a GameCube with... Bomberman multiplayer, classic play, and it's fun. So whatever, I paid five bucks, four ninety nine. Yeah, I had I had Bomberman Heroes and then or Bomberman Hero, whatever that one was for GameCube, and yeah, that game kind of sucked. I mean, I bought it because there wasn't really anything out for GameCube at the time, and I wanted something to play, and I ended up selling it. And I don't really regret selling it. Like it wasn't anything that I rebought. But I'm sure that I, I don't know. I can never get into any of those Bomberman games. Even now that the one is on sale on Switch, I still don't really want it because I could never really get into them. They were never really that fun to me, even the multiplayer. So sorry, Bomberman. 
We just we never can make it happen. I still I don't know. Next time I have friends over to play games, I'm going to try this multiplayer. I just want to see. Try to yeah. If try it's to get true some that on Bomberman Jetters, the multiplayer is fun enough that the five bucks I spent on this was worth it. For sure. Well, what did, but, but what, uh, no, well, you're you're talking about. I know. What you're talking <laughs> I was talking about the, the game. Other I bought game. this replay. Little gem. It's called. Uh, Super Mario Advance 2, Super Mario World, for the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's a good game. That, that's a I great probably, game. That's no, another one I forgot that. you I think got. that's something that's going to look absolutely fantastic on my uh, AGS 101s, which I have several of. Yeah, um, those are the brighter Game Boys. I, th- I think yeah. we mentioned them last last. Uh, we might have not mentioned those last week, but yeah, that's what those are. I the, talk the about them a lot, SPs. and I kind of brag, but like they're like you have ten of them, of time, or how many so, you have? You, know, you have like you six, go. right? And you have the SpongeBob special one. Also. I do have the SpongeBob, and I love it. it. It's not only that it's the SpongeBob special edition, but I have the special edition case that it that it goes inside of. Makes it even better. Yeah, it's even better because in, of the case. Yeah, <laughs> just just <laughs> when you thought it couldn't get better, it got better. Just so when you thought it couldn't get any better, they wrapped it in a case. Yeah, they did. But yeah, anyway, I don't know. I just I like it, and uh, I wanted to get the I've wanted to get the Game Boy Advance games back. I used to have all of them, and uh, it's funny because on one hand I'm complaining that I can't get these games on Virtual Console, but on the other hand I'm like I really would just rather have them on the original hardware. Yeah, that's really the way to play that. I mean, that's what I what I'm kind of getting into now that I've been now that I have all my old systems set up is I just like playing it with the original controller and on the original console and all that. So I'm just getting into that, and I mean, I'm I'm happy for that because that's a tangible thing I can collect. So I bought uh yeah Mario World, which I know I put a lot of time into, not just the original Mario World, but when I bought this game when it originally came out for the Game Boy Advance, I played the shit out of it. Like it was just a game. fun game, and I played yep. it all the time. Well, yeah, it was the it was having Super Mario World portable. Super Mario World's like one of the best games of all time. It's great to have portable as well. And they added like some stuff to it, like you could uh, yeah the faces, track of the dragon coins, it's like the weird the things, the masks that you can wear, like the Mario masks. You remember that? There's like the weird ending with that. Oh right, yeah. So I bought that, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, man, I could play Mario World on my. I wish I could play Mario World on my Switch. Oh wait, I can't. That's okay. Because I can play Mario World on my Wii U. But wait, I can play Mario World on my Super Nintendo. Oh, wait, I can play Mario World on my Game Boy Advance. Like, Yep, you can play it on almost everything. The, me- the mentality of it all is like hilarious because I would just like everything to work through the Switch, but lately, yeah. I don't care anymore. <laughs> if you watch, uh, I was going to say, and, and, you, and if you get one, of, you can actually get an adapter to where you could play it on your Super Nintendo, too. Like, you could play that version. You can buy this. Somebody made, like, a cartridge that you, where you can play... Th- SP games on your Super Nintendo, so you could even do that if you wanted to. If you want to go out, go into that way, which I was looking into for a minute before I had, you know, before I had the Game Boy Player again, but I just went for the Game Boy Player because when I bought my GameCube again, it came with a free Game Boy Player, so it had no disc. So he's like, "Oh, it's worthless because we never get a disc." And then I found a disc online for like five dollars, so it was great. It was his loss. No, that's awesome, man. Forgive that's me, the forgive me the player. I need to get. Forgive me the but, player for free because I really, really wanted you, the player again. But you don't have a Super Game Boy, do you? I, I did, but I don't know where it is. It's either at my mom's house or I lost it. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know where it is. I did. I mean, I got one for my birthday when I was a kid, but I don't know where it is now. So, so all my, all my capture stuff has been, has been through the GameCube, which is fine. But there's still, there's still one other game you haven't mentioned yet. That's a, so it's a whopper of a game. 
Jimmy John's ships now. <laughs> uh, yeah, Manhunt 2. Manhunt 2. Oh, $4. I was like, how much did you pay for that? I don't think you should pay more than $5 for that game. Three ninety nine, man. Yeah, no, that was one of those games that I was really interested in until it got whatever happened to it <laughs> to where like it was too violent and they blurred everything, I guess. Cause you so could- in, a kind, in a funny kind of like ironic way, it kind of had a... It kind of had its balls ripped off by the sensors. <laughs> yeah, well, because it because you were gonna like you're gonna use the Wiimote to like attach like what was it attach like a car battery to somebody's testicles and all yeah. that type of thing, and it's just yeah. It was a whole weird thing because it's like, I don't know. Like, I remember a quote on IGN from Matt Casamassina saying, like, how strange it was in video games. It's like, it's like if you make a VCR, you know, and he said VCR because it was that time. He's like, if you make a VCR, you don't make one that, like, won't pay, won't play specific tapes, you know, you can play whatever tape you want. But in the video game world, you know, the people who make the systems can say what they want to have on, you know, in the game. It's just a weird, it's a weird well, difference be between fair, that and uh, like- movies, I guess censoring of vhs cassettes and like well first that's why bmx was such a big deal because people were like circumventing like censoring in some ways oh bmx triple x yeah yeah that was a silly game but yeah i don't know uh yeah i'll have to you have to like do a capture of that uh manhunt too so we can see how awesome it is i was always yeah man hunt <laughs> too. Yeah, I was always interested in that game, but I couldn't bring myself to get it unless it was like a couple dollars, like pretty much what you paid for it. So, <laughs> so, so there you go. What's next? Yeah, so there you go. And Manhunt, good old Manhunt too. I think I picked up I picked up a couple GameCube games too from there from Disc Replay. I got Gun and uh, From Russia with Love, which I played. I played some of those just to see if they worked. And From Russia with Love was a lot of fun. Like he's, it starts off with you having a jetpack and all that and flying around and shooting people. So I might do some captures of that later. But I wanted to get into the import report for this week because I got a couple of Super Famicom games in the mail. Oh shit! That I ordered like those two that I ordered for eight bucks each. They came in the mail. I got eight su- bucks a piece. Eight bucks a piece. Yeah, I got Super Mario Kart and I got Super and I got Super. I got Super Mario Kart and Yoshi's Island, Super Mario, she, Super Mario World Two, Super Mario World Two for sixteen bucks. No Yoshi's shipping Island. from from Japan, and uh, just uh, the um, the story is all in Japanese. So if you wanted to know what happened to Mario and all that, you have to learn Japanese. But it doesn't really matter, <laughs> you know, because what can, did happen to Mario? Because you can play the whole game. You know how like uh, Kamek intercepted the storks and all that, and he landed on Yoshi's Island. Yeah. That whole part's all in Japanese, but the rest of it, it's totally playable. It looks gorgeous. You know, you don't need to know. You don't really need to know what's going on. To, you don't no, need you to don't. know the story to play it. So I'm just really happy to have that game again because that's a fucking great game. And there is one I do remember. There is one block this... that you find that's a secret that gives you a secret. Oh, okay, yeah, the blocks the blocks are in Japanese it. now, but it's it's I'm fine with it. It doesn't really bother me. Right, and it's been out long enough that you can just look that shit up on the internet. Yeah, I just wanted to get it again, and this is the cheapest way for me to get it. And yeah, you don't the... have to spend like sixty bucks to buy it. Like, yeah. And and the save batteries still work on both of them, so that's great. Like they don't like I turned it on. There's already there were saves on there. I was able to save like in the first world, so the save batteries are on there. Uh, same with Mario Kart's in Japanese as well, but there's only uh there's only there's only a couple things that you really need it for. Like it'll say like you know it'll say like a GP. Show me or, that again, man. I like that. I want to look at that some more. It'll it'll say GP or uh. Dang, I like that. It, it, it'll, that looks it, really cool. Yeah, it, it'll say G. It'll say GP or it'll say battle, and that's in Japanese. Here's the they were one. playing that on the. They were playing that Mario Kart that you just showed on um, on the uh, Sony or the Nintendo PlayStation. Oh yeah, well sure, we yeah, because it, it played Super Milwaukee, Famicom games. Yeah, 
So yeah, if you guys are looking to import stuff, you can get uh, you can get Super Mario, Super Mario Kart, Yoshi's Island for for real cheap. I you just them. gotta like break off some tabs inside of your SNES. Yeah, you can soft mod your your SNES and you can play them. So it's another. Oh, that's a hard mod. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have to do that much. <laughs> you just you just break some shit off. And it's just these little tiny pieces. No, that counts pieces. as a hard mod. That's hard. Oh, mod. does it? I don't understand that. Mod no, you're not modifying the software. You're not modifying the software at all. You're actually hardware modifying the hardware. Oh, okay. And that's why so it it's is a hard, hard mod. mod. Okay. I just call it a soft mod because you don't. It's not hard to do. Nope. It's a hard <laughs> and that's mod. That's how it works in sure. my mind. But you know that doesn't make sense in my mind. So, uh, so like, what have you? Uh, what have you been playing this week? I know uh, I've been doing some captures. We just saw. I just saw Spider-Man Homecoming last week, so I've been doing. Uh, I've been doing Spider-Man captures. So I played. Uh, I played Spider-Man vs. Kingpin. I played uh, Ultimate Spider-Man for GameCube. I even played. Uh, I attempted to play through Maximum Carnage today, and I got all the way to Carnage, and I could not beat Carnage in the very, very Is final he level. Hard? Yeah, he's he's kind of a he's kind of a dick, and you don't. Because as you, you go, wore down pretty bad by the time you get to him. Well, I mean, it, I wasn't more. See, when I got to him, I had three continues, but I still just couldn't make it through because I because you only get three lives when you're continuing, and he has a lot of life to him. So I just I just couldn't wear him down. I couldn't even get it to a red bar. He just because some of his moves take out take half your life away if you don't if you don't dodge it right. So I was having a hard time with him. I'm not I'm not sure if I'm gonna, if I'm going to post that one or not. I might I might try to do another playthrough actually right after we're done recording this and see if I can make it all the way through. But yeah, I've just been doing some Spider-Man stuff. I'm going to do a Spider-Man 64 one as well after that. So we'll have four different Spider-Man capture stuff Was for this week. Was that just like the PlayStation 1 game? Yeah, the PlayStation 1 game on 64. That's okay, the, that's yeah, the I version like that. that I have. That game's pretty solid. Yeah, that's the version that I have, so I'm going to play some of that too. It probably translated well to 64, I would say. Yeah, it's the same except the cutscenes aren't full FMB. They're just pictures. But all the voice okay. acting's there. It just—it's just they made them into like panels. They made them into comic panels. Oh, okay. Is what is how they translated it. But other than that, it's the same. But the gameplay is the same, exactly. Yeah, and I think well, it looks better. The the levels look better. It's probably like got a better frame rate. Yeah, and when the like you know the the textures don't move like how they did in PlayStation One. You know they all yeah they don't like shift. dance. It was like an old IGN joke where like. It's like the top ten signs you've played PlayStation too much. Like when you stand next to a wall and the wall starts to warp, <laughs> it starts to change, move around because it's like how the all the textures and the walls in those old games would do, especially like Tomb Raider. But have you been have you been playing anything, capturing anything? Yeah, I played through some. Uh, I just wanted to stick to the theme of uh, games that should be on the SNES Classic, and I played uh, another version of Tetris too. But it's the uh, Super Tetris 2. Yeah, the one that's all in English that you talked about that you got yeah, at the all, MGC. Yeah, it's all in English. I bought it at the Midwest Gaming Classic. And yeah. I did a capture of that. So rather, I'll be posting that eventually. But uh, yeah, that'll be on our, on the, uh, well, we'll talk about it at the end. But yeah, no, our, our YouTube channel. But I also posted a, or rather, I didn't post it, but I recorded some uh, NES gameplay of a uh, multi cart that I talked about a few episodes ago, the Quattro Adventures yeah. by Codemasters, who are the same folks who did the game genie. Um, this cart is an actual NES cart that has a switch on the back of it that's inset. In case it doesn't work, you switch it to B. Yeah, yeah, but, I remember that. This says don't switch to B, right? Or it has right. some sort of weird warning on it. It says only switch to B if A doesn't work, and A has worked, so I haven't switched it to B. I'm following what the cartridge says. Yeah, of course. I haven't tried the B. Maybe I should. Maybe there's like something new. But yeah, there's four games on this, and I uh, just only played through a little bit of 
one of them. But yeah, uh, excited. Uh, have a cool little uh, setup going on. I I did actually. There was a lightning deal through Amazon. Amazon's doing their Prime days, which I'm not getting paid by Amazon. Yeah, I was like, uh, oh yeah, we're not getting paid by anybody. But uh, but yeah. I got a notification saying something on your wish list is on lightning deal, and it turned out to be the receiver for the NES Classic. Oh, nice. Yeah, those little plugs. Yeah, I I, yeah. Ordered, I told you I ordered a couple of those. We actually didn't we didn't get to try one out when I was there, but I tried them out at home. And they work good, and they're good. They're going to be good to have for the Super Nintendo one. Like if you actually want to play, you know, if you want to play like Final Fantasy or Secret of Mana or something, you can actually do it without worrying about cords and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Like I'm just excited that I can take the uh, NES Classic and you know put it wherever and use the wireless controller because yeah, then you can. You know, it, use it, it looks more. cool, but I'd still like to get it out of the clutter of things, um, and I could still play it. And uh, it was eleven ninety nine. Uh, it was sixteen ninety eight normally. Yeah, that's how much I got mine for, which I thought wasn't bad at all. I got two of those for like thirty something free shipping. The lightning deal was eleven ninety nine. So with tax, I paid for twelve seventy four, including shipping. So I feel good about that, and I'm gonna like be able to play like the SNES Classic as well with wireless. So that's awesome. Yeah, were were there any like uh, notable game sales in that in that Amazon? that you saw not really and i think the the general consensus on the like the cynical internet shopper is that amazon's just unloading like excess stock you know like they're trying to get their warehouses free to like put new stuff in them so they get rid of like the old stuff they have a lot of because i remember like one amazon prime day one year where it was like it's like save five cents on like diapers and it was like all this dumb stuff that i'm like and like the sales weren't even sales like maybe that was like one of the first prime days but a lot of people like made fun of that <laughs> because like and i went through a bunch of the stuff to see if anything was worth getting and none of it was really it was all this weird like i don't know stuff that i wouldn't normally buy from amazon and the sales were small it was like one percent or two percent or whatever it wasn't really well, worth to be, it to be honest and I, i've never i would have never spoken highly of amazon prime deals I just got lucky. It happened to be something that was on my wish list. And so they're just like, hey, something on your wish list is on, like, a oh, okay, lightning yeah. deal. Oh, yeah. So, so I just got fucking lucky is all it was. Sure. So it's like I got a notification. I went to it. They were like 65% were claimed already. So I had to buy it. And it would only let me buy one. I couldn't buy multiple. Oh, okay. Well, that's weird. So yeah, so you can only get one of them. the one. I'm like, well, I'll save the four bucks or whatever. Yeah. And I, I want this anyway. So, like, the, it totally worked on me. Like, I, I had to buy it because I knew I wouldn't get it cheaper. So I had to buy it right then. Yeah. Speaking of Am- I just thought about that while you are saying thought about something while you are saying that. Did we ever talk about, like, how eBay's trying to, like, fight the scalpers on the SNES Classic? Did we ever mention that last week? No, we didn't. Yeah, like, because I was just thinking about that, you could only buy one. But apparently, yeah, eBay's not letting anybody sell, resell an SNES Classic until, like, six months after the release date. Or is it 30? No, it's 30 days after the release date, right? Oh, like, you really? can't sell it until the next that. week. It was after the release date? Yeah, so that's why they're trying to, like... That's kind of fucked up. That's why they're trying to, like, combat the scalpers, so you can't, like, resell... You won't be able to resell the SN- mm, SNES Classic through up. eBay. the day of the release. What do you mean? It should you should be able to resell it the day of the release. No, it's you can't resell it until thirty days after the release of I know, the Super that's NES Classic. Up. I think that's fucked up. No, that's not fucked up. They're doing that to try to stop people from like flipping them. But no, they should forbid anyone from selling them anytime before the day of the release. But that doesn't. I mean, I don't think that really matters as much. If they if they stop you well, from doing it, well, people are already posting shit. 
yeah confirmed sales like even though they don't even though they don't have one and all that yeah i don't know yeah i don't know i just think it's kind of like i figured they'd find a way around it but but anybody who tries to buy one after it comes out and resell it they can't do that they have to wait a month before they can do it even though i'm sure some hackers will find a way around it but i thought it was a cool i don't know it doesn't seem like a fair it it, it should be the day of the release in my opinion Oh, I mean, well, you can't. What do you mean? Like that they should be able to resell them the day of the release? That won't yes, really, that won't really change that's the anything. Day you can legitimately own them, but that won't change anything. Then people will still buy a bunch of them and try to resell them, but now they can't resell them until a month after. I think that's a great thing. So people will just like buy them all up and then wait a month and then sell them. Yeah, but then they can't sell them for that month. So hopefully they'll like spend all their rent money and get kicked they'll out of their apartments. They'll be worth even more a month later. Yeah. Well, I'm just hoping that it fucks That's over the scalper in some way. They're just going to be worth a bunch more a month later, yeah. and they're going to have a bunch of them. Well, they'll just sell them through other things. I don't know. I'm hoping that it'll stop some scalper or screw some dude over. That I'm not a he'll... fan. I don't think it's. I don't like. I don't like it. No, I'm. To- I like it. I'm totally for it. I, I just think it's restrictive, and it has to be universally applicable to like everything on the website. And I, to be fair, it's just a larger eBay issue that I don't find fair. I think it's I think it's totally fair to not be able to resell it during that time. So maybe I, I mean, think like when it's on pre-order, you should not be able to. But once it's legitimately released and you can have it in hand, if you can prove you have it in hand, let me say that it should be sellable. Oh, I mean, well, they just don't want you know people to try to flip it on eBay, which is which is fine. They're gonna do it. They're just gonna wait a month and then flip it on eBay. Yeah, or or they'll sell it somewhere people are some still other way. The is NES what they're gonna Classic do on eBay now. Yeah. It's way yeah. after a month. Yeah, I know. But if, it's, if it discourages some people, then it's worth it, I think. If, if there's at least like some scalpers that are going to like shut down their bots and let real people get it, then okay, maybe it will more power to the them. That's, you know? that's true. That's what I'm saying. Like If it can, if it can shut down their monopoly of bots that help them buy up other people's SNES classics, then more power to them. I think the bots are a legit thing. Like, yeah, maybe people won't use their bots. But honestly, like... I'm just I'm just telling you the truth the way I feel about it. Uh, They're just gonna buy them and wait a month. People are just gonna buy them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's gonna be like, okay, we can't sell this for a month. Get as fucking many of these as you can in this month. Yeah. And then in one month we can start selling them. And hey, instead of when I first posted and said I had three, now I can post and say I have sixteen. Yeah. Well, I'm just hoping that somebody doesn't have enough money to sell it without flipping it within a month. I'm sure there's some people that'll be discouraged by it so if they're if they end up not doing it because of that then i consider it a win anything that shuts down any of the scalpers is a win for me because oh, those guys, cause those guys suck that's not that much in the grand scheme of things yeah yeah i don't know yeah, if you're gonna buy like 300 of them multiple 80 purchases yeah if you're gonna buy like 300 of them that's a lot i don't know <laughs> if, if there's any if there's anything that can help then whatever but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Like what? Uh, hopefully that target will just help me out again, and they'll just get seventy-five of them again. That's what I'm hoping for. They probably will, man. I mean, and you can they get... have last year to prove that they could sell all the stock they got. Yeah, I might show up earlier this time. I'll show up like an hour early instead of like twenty minutes early. Or I'm sure people camp out the night before or something like that. We'll see. But uh, is there anything else you want to talk about that you've been playing or that uh, that you bought this week? No, not really. I just played a. Uh... Linus Spacehead and... Uh, Linus Spacehead, yeah, that's the name that I always forget. Yeah, I played Linus Spacehead on that Quattro Adventures. Did uh, you beat it? Did you play all, play it all the way through for the capture? Oh, that game's like a rage quit, for sure. Oh, yeah. And uh, you'll just have to check it out whenever I post it, but... Uh, 
Yeah, kind of. That game just gets really hard really quick. The, the difficulty amps up really fast. Yeah. But I guess it's originally a uh, an Apple game, Apple Two. Oh, that's they got cool. converted to NES. And then it got converted to the Quattro, to the weird Quattro thing. Yeah, by Codemasters, who, as I said earlier, famously known for the game genie. Yeah, Codemasters. Well, they did a lot of other stuff too after that. They did. But uh, yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think we can put a pin in it for our 78th episode there, filled with fun news and facts about us buying games and shit like that. Um, Just about us living our lives in the uh, high-rolling world of video game collecting. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You said high-rolling, and I I thought you said, like, Hyrulean world. I was like, yeah, we're like elves, maybe. Hey, I like Like, to leave my comments (laughs) open to speculation. I might have said Hyrulean. You might have said high-rolling or Hyrulean. Who knows? I said both. Yeah. (laughs) But we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jeremy Mikowski. And, uh, you know, you can find our stuff at NintendoMainPodcast.com. Check out our YouTube channel, YouTube slash NintendoMainPodcast. And uh, you can email us at NintendoMainPodcast at gmail.com as well. And, you know, download us on iTunes. Leave us leave us a review. We, we like that stuff. We will read your review if you leave us one. So and give us a thumbs down on YouTube if you feel like it. <laughs> yeah, our last uh, our, our last reaction video got two thumbs down. I've never had a thumbs down oh, before. Oh, we're so. way more than that now. Oh, do we? Do we have like ten? No, but we're equal with our thumbs up. You, you know, you know, you know why they uh, gave us a thumbs down? Because we're too small in the video. That's why they gave it. Like, cause like the, we can't see enough of that beautiful manness. <laughs> well, the I think it's because the Splatoon is pictures bigger than the uh, than the picture of us. Maybe or either that or they just hate our faces. But you know, if you hate our faces, email us about it so we can know why you hate them, and we'll try to get different faces at the face shop. And do ASCII images of our faces. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. See Give me a second here. Give me a second here. It's going to come to me. Something about Link's lobster shirt.